0: Howdy 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 sis let's chat welcome to episode four of the howdy sis chat and I am so glad that you have tuned in my apologies for yesterday yesterday was honestly a hot tail mess I was trying to record and I ended up staying up until like 12 o'clock in the morning there were like police sirens going off and dogs and stuff barking and I was like you know what It's just not going to work today. So we're just going to push it to tomorrow. And now tomorrow is today. So yay. Oh, my rhyming skills were pretty dope. Maybe I should be a rapper instead of a teacher. I don't know. But anyway, our topic is actually going to focus on internal fears. O-M-G. So we are going to be doing a lot of reflection. But with the reflection, it's also going to relate to Snow White. And when I talk about Snow White, yes, I am talking about, like, the queen, um, the princess, or whatever she was. I honestly did not like the movie Snow White as a child. Um, I thought it was really obnoxious. And then to think about it I thought a lot of like the Disney princess movies were obnoxious but maybe that's because I was a tomboy anyway so we're gonna be focusing on Snow White so before we even get into that I want to let you know that by the end of this podcast you are going to know that number one your past does not define who you are and number two I also want you to know that it's never too late To turn directions. Wherever you are in life, it is never too late to turn towards God. So, when we talk about Snow White, there's this portion where the evil queen, or whatever she was, was talking to the magic mirror, and she says a little rhyme that goes a little something like this Magic mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And then the mirror responds to her by saying, Fame is thy beauty, majesty, but behold, A lovely maid I see. Rags cannot hide her gentle grace. Alas, she is more fair than thee. Now... When I actually listened to the entire thing of Snow White, I didn't understand what this mirror was saying. Like, I was like, oh, okay, maybe the mirror is just saying that like somebody's ugly and somebody's pretty. I don't know. But when I actually looked at it a little deeper and typed out what the mirror was actually saying, there's a portion that stuck out the most to me where the mirror says, rags cannot hide her gentle grace. Alas, she is more fair than thee When I think about rags I think about dishes And I honestly cannot stand doing dishes That was my least favorite chore Growing up My mama would always make Jer and I have weeks So like I would have a week for dishes He would have a week for trash And I hated dish week Like I used to get so mad And I would like rush through Like doing the dishes To the point where like My family would automatically know that like it was my week to do dishes because like there would still be the food and stuff on the dishes and stuff. And they're like, this is disgusting. So um, moral of the story, thank God for dishwashers because homegirl do not like doing dishes at all. (laughs) Like I will buy paper plates in a hot minute, but past that, um, when I think about rags and whatnot I think about like filth and muck and scum and different things of that nature and so when the magic mirror is saying rags cannot hide her gentle grace that stuck out the most to me because the magic mirror is saying that there's somebody out there that the world deems as being quote-unquote scum or muck or quote-unquote disgusting but he says that rags cannot hide her gentle grace, meaning that there's something deep down inside of her that is providing that grace that's taking the place of those rags. And um, some of the characters that we're going to talk about in the Bible, we're going to see how God's grace definitely removes those rags that the human eye sees. And two of those um, people in the Bible that we're actually going to talk about today is going to be number one, Saul. Saul. And then number two, a lady by the name of Rahab. Um, so this will be quite interesting. Um, before we even get into like the characters and stuff in the Bible, um, in my classroom, my kids know that I love pouring into them. Like it is my job. I feel like it is my duty. It's no one else's job. excuse me, when I'm in my classroom to pour into my kids, except me now, granted, like when they're at PE or something, like, obviously that's, you know, I want other teachers to pour into my kids as well. But when I am standing in front of my students and I am teaching them and I am showing them how to be a scholar and how to be successful, it is my job to pour into them. And that responsibility, it falls on my shoulders. And so after we do our morning meetings and the kids always greet me by saying, good morning, Miss Elijah. (laughs) After we do all of that, um, we have a classroom pledge. And with this pledge, the kids take so much pride in it because it is basically giving them autonomy over who they are and what they are speaking over their lives, which is positivity. And so our pledge goes something like this. I am a leader. The mistakes I made yesterday do not define me. They build my character and help me from day to day. Even though I may fail, fail means first attempt in learning. My life is special. I am an educated child. I will change the world. And I always end it with, and if no one told you this morning on your way to school or when you got off the bus that they love you, of course, remember that I do. And Miss Elijah always, always, always will. And then, of course, I get tons of laughs and smiles and different things of that nature. But my kids always take pride in the portion that says the mistakes I made yesterday do not define me. And that's what I want you to know today. Everyone in the world has a past. I have a past. Other people have a past. Like everybody listening to this podcast has a past. However, your past does not define who you are. Everyone in the world has a purpose. Everyone in the world has a destiny. However, it is up to us whether we walk in our calling or not. So the first person that we're going to talk about obviously is Saul and so the story with Saul is actually quite interesting because he was um basically a murderer like he was probably one of those people that i would definitely think of as like somebody who would pop you off on the street like that song will pop out at your party when talking gang we'll be a robbery i don't know all the lyrics but um that's the ratchet side coming out but i literally think of him as like popping people off in the street like what cuz like you said something crazy man square up and so saul was definitely that person like he was straight up about that life and he was heading to um damascus he was heading down this road and all of a sudden like he sees this bright light and then he hears this loud voice and it's the voice of the lord and the lord is like hey yo saul and saul is like huh like who is that talking And the voice says, it's me, it's me, Jesus. Like, why, why do you keep persecuting me? And Saul is like, what? Oh my gosh. Like I'm literally persecuting Jesus. And so after, um, he and Jesus have this conversation, Jesus responds to him. Um, and I'm actually coming from Acts chapter nine and verse six, Jesus responds to him. And he says, but get up and go into the city and you will be told what to do. But get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. That portion is so interesting to me because um, obviously like Saul was so scared that like he hit the ground. Um, And Jesus told him, get up. Like, bro, we ain't got time to waste. Like, I, I really need you to get up and go into the city and then you'll be told what to do. Like there's an order to it, which means that Saul had to have faith. Um, Saul didn't know what the next step was. All he knew was he needed to get up and go in that city. And once he followed through with what Jesus told him, then Jesus would give him the next steps of what his purpose and what his destiny was. So I want you to do some reflecting. Um, I've actually been doing some reflecting in my life as well. Um, which was honestly uncomfortable. However, it was necessary. And it's actually awesome because the Lord has been revealing a lot of things to me, but I want you to reflect in your life right now. Is God telling you to get up and go somewhere right now? And I'm not talking about like go to the restroom or the refrigerator or something. <laughs> but I'm talking about like get up and go in a different direction from what your past is telling you to do. And if he is telling you to get up and go, then guess what your job is, sis? Guess what your job is, bro? To get up and go And he'll give you the next step. That's definitely what faith is. Faith means like you don't have all the answers, but you're trusting in the Lord. You have that wisdom um, from the Lord to know that he is going to take care of your every need and he's going to give you your next step. So I want you to reflect on that. So after Saul gets up and he goes into the city and then he's told what he must do next. um, Verse eight says, Saul got up from the ground. Congratulations, Saul, you did the first step. The hardest part ever is to get up. (laughs) So he got up and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. Saul was blinded um, by the light of the Lord. So they took him by hand and led him into Damascus. This is confirmation that when sometimes when the Lord tells you to get up from your past, it may seem scary because you don't know what direction you're going to go in next. But you have to trust and believe that the Lord literally has your life mapped out, like from beginning to end. He knows exactly what he wants you to do, exactly what he wants you to be. And so Saul ends up going into the city of Damascus and he's being obedient to the Lord. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, he, he begins to believe, like, he's like, wow, Jesus is really the Messiah. Jesus is really Lord. Jesus is Christ. Like I I need to tell everybody about my encounter. Oh my gosh. Did I just say the word encounter? I think I did just say the word encounter. I'm being sarcastic, y'all, if you haven't noticed. But the word encounter is so important because whenever you have an encounter with Jesus Christ, that gives you your why. Whatever your why is, you never, ever want to forget that. The moment that you have an encounter with the Lord, you literally cannot leave the same person that you were when you came in. So Saul had an encounter with Jesus and he left a completely different person. And he's like, oh my gosh, this was the best experience ever. Like, oh, I just tasted and I've seen that the Lord is good, but I've seen so much that I've actually gone blind. (laughs) Oh man, that's so funny to me, but just a little dry humor. And so he wants to tell the world about like how good the Lord is And so as he's going out and he's wanting to minister to all these people, boom, verse 21, we're still in chapter nine, but verse 21 says, all who heard him were astounded and said, isn't this the man in Jerusalem who was causing havoc for those called on and came for the purpose of taking them as prisoners to the chief priest. So basically it's like, he definitely has haters where, People know his past and now they're starting to bring it up where they're like, um, nah, fam, like Jesus did not save you. He did not call you. He is not going to use you because your past is real trifling and can't nobody get with it. But I love verse 22 where it says, but Saul grew stronger and kept confounding the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. Saul grew stronger. Meaning that if somebody is growing stronger, that means that some portion that they were actually weak. Um, (laughs) and that's just an inference that we have to make. Like if he's growing stronger in an area, that means that he was weak at some point. Um, and I guarantee that probably some of his weakness came from some of the backlash that he was getting because of his past. Um, he probably felt like he was not qualified. He probably felt like, um, his rap sheet was too long and that Jesus could not work through him. He probably felt like his ministry would be impacted because people knew too much about him. Um, however, he grew stronger in the Lord, which is something that we can definitely do. God will give us the strength day by day. Um, I love in, um, the prayer that we say, where it says, give us this day, our daily bread that translates to Lord, give me today the necessary tools that I need to honor you and to worship you. It's not talking about like eating actual bread, but it's talking about the daily necessities that we need to make it through our day and to honor him. And so Saul grew stronger in that. So I want you to reflect on your life and see how do you relate to Saul? How... How has your past impacted your life? But how has God like wiped your slate clean and called you to ministry? Saul actually um, had a name change and he became Paul, which he, Paul was one of the greatest, the greatest, the greatest ministers ever who ministered um, to people and who spread the gospel about Jesus Christ. So if Jesus could definitely use somebody who killed Christians, why couldn't he use you? Like, do not disqualify yourself regardless of how your past is. Um, don't disqualify yourself from the blessings of the Lord because he's able to do uh, more than what we can even think of. So our next person, her name is Ray have, and I'm actually going to call her Ray Ray. I don't know why, but I am going to call her Ray Ray. And so miss Ray Ray, um, she was actually a prostitute oh my gosh what you mean to tell me that the bible actually has prostitutes in there absolutely um the bible also calls us to love everybody (laughs) um regardless of like what their past is um or what they are struggling with so I love Rahab because her story is so phenomenal So the story of Rahab, it's coming from Joshua. Um, and I'm actually going to start in chapter two where there are two Jewish spies and, um, they are basically trying to figure out like the ropes of the city, like trying to figure out, um, who's down for the Jews or who's against the Jews because a big battle is about to go down. Um, and it's like, they're about to walk around the wall of Jericho and then they're going to shout and then it's all going to come tumbling down. Yay. But... The fascinating thing about this was Rahab actually spared two of the Jewish spies' um, lives. So some of the people, some of the Canaanite people, because she's a Canaanite, but some of the people were looking for those two Jews. And they're like, yo, where are they at? Like, we need to find them because like we we trying to kill them. Like we trying to off them right now. And they went to Rahab's house and they like, hey, yo. Have you seen these two Jews? And she's like, "Nah, I ain't seen them. And then she's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. You know what? They did run down the street like 20 minutes ago. So if you run real fast, you might just catch up with them. And so they took off running. um, And lo and behold, like she was actually um, hiding them from the people who were trying to get them. And the fascinating thing about her story is in Joshua chapter two, verse 15, it says, then she let down. Um, Then she let them down by a rope through the window since she lived in a house that was built into the wall of the city. Her house was built into the wall of the city. Now, remind you, I'm going to remind you that the whole purpose of like Jericho, the Jews were going to walk around the wall and then the wall was going to come crumbling down. But her house was built into the wall, which means that if they walk around the wall, like Rahab's house is going to come crumbling down. So Rahab asked them, she's like, hey, um, so I spared your life. Can you spare my life and my family's life? And they're like, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, we can do that as long as you don't snitch on us because snitches get stitches. And so she didn't snitch on them. Um, and so they ended up sparing her life. And so then we literally jump all the way to chapter six and verse 20, where it says, so the troops shouted and the trumpets sounded. And when they heard the blast of the trumpets, the troops gave a great shout and the wall collapsed. Oh my gosh. Y'all remember her house was built into the wall. So like the wall collapsed and the troops advanced into the city. Each man straight ahead and they captured the city, meaning that they basically like was just about to mark everybody in the city. But Rahab and her family were spared, meaning that everything in the wall was destroyed except Rahab's house. Why? Because she helped somebody. She helped two Jews like basically do their job and do it well. Um, And the Lord honored her for that. He honored her obedience um, and she submitted to the will of the Lord um, with helping um, his chosen people. And so I find that amazing that everything around her collapsed. Um, And sometimes in our lives, like God will allow everything around us to collapse, but he'll hold us stable. And that's what I love about Rahab, because even though that wall came tumbling down, her house was still sturdy. Like she and her family were spared. They did not die. And the beautiful thing about Rahab as well is that even though she was a prostitute, she still was a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. And I might have said that word wrong. Lineage. Kind of sounds like linen, like a linen closet. I'm just going to say bloodline. (laughs) I say bloodline. She was a part of the bloodline of Jesus. And if you don't believe me, look in Luke chapter three, like the fact that Jesus can take a prostitute and have her be a part of his bloodline. The fact that Jesus can take someone who was a murderer, like a Christian murderer And make him one of the greatest um, ministers of all times. That means that he's able to take your past. He's able to take my past. He's able to take anybody's past and shape it into what he wants it to be. Like, do not disqualify yourself. I view it as like a resume, you know. Um, Everybody wants to add to their resume and make it all pretty and different things like that. But if we really were to give our resume to like of like our rap sheet of all the wrong that we've done to Jesus, what he does is he's like, oh, man, you know what? I'm not even going to look at your resume. I'm just going to give you a blank sheet of paper. And so it goes back to mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? fame is thy beauty majesty but behold a lovely maid i see rags cannot hide her gentle grace alas she is more fair than thee your rags your rags are oh my gosh like i'm i'm literally lost for words right now like your rags they're they're not even they're not even there like jesus literally takes our ashes and he trades it for his beauty I love that saying beauty for ashes. So his gentle grace is what wipes our slate clean is what gives us a blank sheet of paper. Every single time your resume, your rap sheet does not define who you are. I want you to know, this is the last thing, um, that Jesus is literally for all. Like he's not limited to just, um, Men, he's not just limited to just women, he's not just limited to just children, he's not just limited to just the United States. Um, he's he's for everybody. Um, John 316, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whoever, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That is one of the most profound scriptures ever because it gives us hope that Jesus Christ is for everyone. There are no limitations on him. Regardless of what your past is, he can still use you. I do not want you to restrict yourself from the blessings of God. His grace is so sufficient. So we're at 22 minutes and 56, 57, 58. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. But we're at 23 minutes and I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, it has been nice chatting with you all. Yeah, I, I don't know anything else to say except let's make this week a great week. And as always, let's impact the world one person at a time. And it all starts with a simple conversation. I will talk to you all later. I love you guys. And we will chat, chat, chat it up next time. Bye.